Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello! And welcome to the NXT Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadly Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick, here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2. But Oh! <laughs> 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 Idiot. Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with the Bullying Quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review NXT from last night. And the go-home show ahead of Vengeance Day. What do you make of it, Hamlet? It's great. It was great stuff. Was it goated? It was goated. This NXT was goated. A uh, couple of decent matches... The likes of which we know are possible on this show. Um, actually getting the advertised tag match this time around. Yes. And by the end, it kind of living up to the expectations we wanted. It took a little while. And like NXT, Patter, the stuff that at this point we know is 50% of the reason to tune in. Uh, this this was good. Absolutely goaded NXT. Best of both worlds. <laughs> yes. Actually good high-end wrestling. Some utter nonsense that I look forward to burying my God, Shawn Michaels was cooking last night. Yeah. <laughs> Not only was he cooking um, a small defenseless animal whose brains he'd blown apart with his gun <laughs> because he hunts like an arsehole, but he's also cooking up. Pretty good show. Yeah, you Go have on. this thing, uh, Sid, when we talk about AW Dynamite, uh, where there's like this, what is it, like the rule of, not the rule the of The trifecta. Three. Exactly. Um, and NXT has that, but just a different version of it. Your, the, the AW trifecta is what? Great matches, great promos, great angles. Correct. The NXT one is like surprisingly enjoyable matches because at the end of the day, this is meant to be the developmental guys and occasionally, well. Um, it's an eye factor because in the Northeast we say eye for yes. Of course, so yeah. Shawn Michaels eye factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's surprisingly good matches, and we got that here. It is hilarious promos, uh, whether intentional or not, and uh, let me tell you, check for this show. Um, and then there's just carnage that we can come in and banter about in the office. And, yep, on all three counts, perfect. Yeah. It just makes me so happy watching this show. I've said it before. If I lost this job, and let's be honest, it's not, not going to be much long left, um, <laughs> I would still probably watch... AW Dynamite. I'd, I'd keep up with WWE, maybe not as religiously as I do right now, and certainly not as intensely as I do right now. The main roster, I mean. But I feel like I still would 
catch up on NXT because it's such an easy watch. You'd get a new job straight away because there is literally nobody else that would put as much time into this show as we do. Yeah. <laughs> so you'd have no problem. There'd be a gap in the market. You say it's an easy watch. And while I enjoyed, for the two reasons we've just discussed last night's show, it takes forever. <laughs> there are so many characters and there are so much stuff. And I can comprehend it all. I'm not like one of these losers who are like one of those 84 people, including those standing at ringside on Dynamite last week. No wonder they can't get over a million. What? Oh, Christ, you've dusted off and yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the, the wrestler count era. People made spreadsheets. Uh, oh. So it's not, I can comprehend it all. I forget it all, but I can comprehend it all. But it's just, oh, we're nowhere near the main event, are we? Yes. Yeah. Nowhere near. There's, if you wrote down a list and said, right, where about, you know, and started showing someone, they'd be like, halfway through, they'd be like, right, okay, presumably that must be the main event. You're like, brother, we're still in the first hour. It's outrageous. But I will say... In a very different way. Occasionally, we'll say, "Oh, this was so good. I have to go back. I'm going to go back and watch it again Never tonight." Have I done that. No, with, <laughs> it, with, it, with, it, with it be like dynamite or yeah, something, yeah. something like that, or a pay per view match or whatever. NXT is so good that I watch it twice in the morning. I watch it once just to just to enjoy it, mm-hmm. and I watch it second time to pick up on all those minute details. Some of which I have pulled out for you today. Um, some of which involves um, famous streamer slash podcaster yep. Stevie Turner. Turner, correct. Yeah, I feel like we're going to have a chat about just all of that. Anyway, let's yeah. dive straight into it because the show opened with a war. Indus Share versus the Creed Brothers. They've been teasing this for a long time, of course. Um, and, and you were right, Hamflet. It, it started off and it was mainly Indus Share, you know, working over Julius Creed. And uh, like you say, when we first saw these two teams... They were wrecking dudes. So when they were booked together, you were like, oh, my God, this is going to be carnage. And it was a bit, I don't want to say slow going, but just sort of bit They were just doing the formula stuff. Yeah. They were just doing the very basic timed out formula stuff. And I, I can't believe you've done this to these four men. And then Brutus Creed got the hot tag. Oh, my God. He comes in, shoulder for you, punch for you, suplex for you. Great. Runs them all over. Julius comes back in. They both do standing moonsaults. Julius Creed's great, by mm-hmm. the way. He's going to have, and I don't want to split him up. I'm not Vince McMahon here, but I feel like in a few years' time, there is a potential for Julius Creed to be a fantastic single star. Um, Brutus spears Sanger out of the ring, and Julius gets via and goes for this deadlift powerbomb. And I don't know whether it was just he didn't go up for it right or whatever, it or it was just matter. a genuine nah. show of strength. The deadlift. Like he had like three goes at it, and he got it. Oh my god! And it was, oh my god. it was so good. Anyway, Jinder Mahal, who's there with the boys, uh, interferes, grabs Julius's foot. He gets pulled up onto the apron. I- Ivy Nile gets in his face. Uh, in amongst all this, Via sends Julius into the ropes. He ducks the clothesline, but then hits the ropes that Ivy Nile stood on. What a bump! She <laughs> spills to the floor. She eats crap on the floor. Fair play to Ivy Nile for that bump. Uh, Julius obviously can't believe what he's done and turns around to a huge lariat and a choke slam from Via. One, two, three. It's absolutely ruled by the end. It, it like fulfilled all the promise that I worry that we had created around us. Cedric like identified the two squashes. Yesterday, and then the first sight we got of the locker room leaders as a hard-hitting tag team. But, yeah, this massively delivered, and I might even say over-delivered. You know when people, like, remember the, or reflect on uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley ever slightly rotating on the Brock Lesnar German suplex, or Mad Cat Moss taking that, like, Alabama slammer type thing off Drew McIntyre. It's because they're such giant men that you just, there's something that looks off with men that have got these huge broad shoulders and big necks, getting folded up like what happens to the little guys yeah. in the squash matches. 
Fear and Sanger are even bigger. These suplexes did not look real. My, like, my brain couldn't figure out the way that those bodies were getting folded up because they're too big to fold. <laughs> I, I was just like, I was so glad they did it because it was kind of what you wanted from this match. But I was amazed nonetheless. The deadlift powerbomb was another spot I was going to identify. I even kind of admired the booking because they have set up the turn, but this has now created the justification for Ivan out. I think not only was I kind of leaning towards them, but I don't think I, I'm safe with you and I don't think I can trust you anymore. So that's all getting set up. Just... Good stuff all around by the end. Really put over the creeds as well. Like you're seeing these as these superhuman, like hybrid guys that they are. They're ready for the main roster. But in the meantime, this is really cool stuff to do. Locker room leaders are a threat. This kind of had the lot. This is a really good bit of business, this. This is a really good bit of business. Um, loyal listeners, sorry for the alliteration, <laughs> will be aware of my loathing of the concept of solid. Yes. That was solid stuff, that. Oh, it's really solid. I could watch anything I want. I could play a lot of games. I could read a lot of books. I have minimum time, minimal time with which to enjoy myself outside of work and my par- parenting and family obligations. You could watch Newcastle United reach a cup final. 20% of me was pretty, <laughs> <laughs> pretty hyped about that. Just the 20%, I'm telling you. So I don't like solid, right? Don't confuse that with simplicity because a simply told professional wrestling match can be beautiful. And this was that. You had... The two bigger of the host teams <laughs> just quite slowly at a nice languid building pace, just take complete control early. And then the fire up spots, the hot tag, it was not reinventing the wheel stuff, but it was just paced nicely. Mm. They built the story and it all just graduated to this really tremendous finishing sequence. Like, just not a classic match, but the classic formula. Worked very, very well indeed. You had to have... It was accordion. <laughs> you had to have that pretty slow and one-sided domination at the start for that deadlift powerbomb spot to sing as it did. Because if you don't have that bit at the start, you're just powerbombing someone. You're not struggling to get up a monster. You're just powerbombing someone who's done some moves to you and you've traded some moves back. Like, it really resonated as, as, as this awesome spot. And I'm telling you, I don't care if it wasn't worked. It would be amazing if it was. Mm. It would be even better if they'd worked this struggle because that's what it was. It was a struggle, and the struggle, yet again, built and informed the impact and how much that spot got over. Kudos to Ivy Nile. Unreal bum. Oh. The best way to do a not-clean finish in the context of this match Genuinely very good bit of business here. I was in admiration of the way this played out. Yeah, I love this as an opener. And uh, yeah, we've said before that the Creed's are probably ready to go to the main roster along with many other people within NXT. I have real hope for them. Because if in in their opening match on the main roster, if it's not surrounded by, you know, like the Raw after WrestleMania or whatever, where it's more sort of in the no fans who maybe watch this product, you know, a lot of the times they bring people in and they just have this kind of bog standard match and fans are like, right, well, we've got, like, especially tag teams, got quite a lot of that. You bring the creeds up, you have them do that deadlift powerbomb and Brutus does his cannonball off the road. People are like, yeah. 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 The best wrestlers on NXT every week at this point are the ones that, this is like the show's rehearsal class sometimes, and they're the ones that don't make this look, even if, as like Sidney points out, even if the deadlift was rehearsed yeah. and they wanted it just to look a struggle, and they've done a really good job of rehearsing it because that felt yes. real. And that's the best wrestlers on the show make this not look like a very carefully curated rehearsal. 
see why they're the locker room leaders, can't you? <laughs> uh, anyway, we go backstage. There's Axiom. He's watching some A-Kid matches from NXT UK when Tyler Beat comes up. That clip's probably got one view on it, and it's Axiom's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a number for you, Axiom. Oh, don't forget That's about right. the 33 cage match users who try <laughs> to, try to like, sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Manipulate yes. the yeah. algorithm to make, yeah, <laughs> to make NXT look, there's enough of that going on in Enfield. <laughs> to Jim, make it Jim look, Big Man Lester Fox. There is a, a 10 out of 10, according to uh, Andy Murray, and the report that he read, 10 out of 10 match on this show that we'll get to later that I feel applies in that sort of category. <laughs> anyway, uh, Axiom's watching matches from uh, A-Kid, as I said, in NXT UK. Um, Tyler Beer comes up and is like, oh, I really like that A-Kid, lad. And Axiom's like, oh, I wonder what happened to that guy. And they're like, well, I don't know. And he's like, Tyler's like, you kind of remind me a bit of A-Kid. And Axiom's like, it must be because of my eyes. And I'm like... Can't see your eyes, silly. You're in a mask. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Axiom says, "Oh, how about me and you have a, a friendly, friendly match?" And have you? And Tyler's like, "Yeah, that actually could be a banger." And I'm like, "Yeah, that actually could be a banger." And then in comes Damon Kemp, and he's like, "I bloody hate it when you guys respect each other. Uh, all these limeys are swift. Uh, European wrestling's overrated." He's uh, not wrong there. If you see a kid, tell him he's hot garbage. He walks off. Bate calls him calls him a wazzik, which was nice to hear on uh, NXT TV, and then translates it for Axiom. His dialogue here was absolutely horrendous. Yeah. I never believed in a million years that any two human beings would actually say it. Damon Kemp is a terrible heel. They just look like complete tits for standing there and taking his abuse, even though the idea was <laughs> we are so far above him that we don't even have to lower ourselves to our standard to get a rise out of him. What does that make Damon Kemp? A complete <laughs> loser. The forced attempts of witty banter between A Kid and no, no, A Kid wasn't in it. This forced attempt at banter between A Kid. Oh, what? And a inanimate object <laughs> in terms of presence and banter, just like skin crawlingly cringeworthy. Like, can you imagine a buddy cop movie? And like, you know, can you imagine a buddy cop or a buddy movie? Well, like two guys are just thrown together in these incredible series of events in a Hollywood picture, and they have to navigate this crazy crime caper and foil the baddies. And it's Tyler Bate and Axiom. Who would ever watch that? <laughs> There's two people in NXT I'd love to see do a buddy cop movie, and we'll. Yeah, I know who it is. We'll get them later on because uh, there's some zingers coming. That's all I'll say. I loved the just total abuse of the rules of the universe that NXT indulges in it all the time, by the way. But like they're doing the wink and the nod. There's a point where they may as well look down the lens and be like, hey, don't you think this guy reminds you of a kid? And then both people turn and look at you at the same time. And then, so it's all wink and nod. And then Axiom comes out and he's still doing his Axiom like, like entrance where he's like, he's traveling through time and space. And Tyler Bain was thinking, well, a kid couldn't do that. So maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Can't be the same guy. They, don't, they do not care. They are watching their filmed television show on a laptop in an invisible camera segment. It's a great one. Um, <laughs> Oscar stuff. To set up the next match, we saw a, a video from earlier on where Indy Hartwell's holding court, talking about her appearance in the Royal Rumble. Um, and then Zoe Stark comes in and literally is getting out of the way to one of the losers in the locker room. I really like Zoe Stark. Locker room losers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Indy's like, you're clearly the person who attacked Nikita Lyons. And Zoe says, if it was me, I'd literally tell you. Um, and they go back and forth about their appearances at the Rumble. 
I think Zoe Stark probably <laughs> merits it slightly more than, than Indy. Um, and Indy got eliminated a bit quicker. They get into it. Sol Ruka says, oh, yeah, but the last time you faced off, Indy Hartwell beat you. And that sets up the match. Yeah. So we get Zoe Stark versus Indy Hartwell. Uh, Stark just continues off the back of that Royal Rumble to just do her hard-hitting offense. Love her in the ring at the moment. Um, Hartwell fights back, though, makes a comeback, uh, hits some clotheslines, spine buster, for, gets a two-count on Zoe Stark. She comes back with a German suplex. Uh, Hartwell's on the ring apron. She goes to springboard back in, but uh, um, Zoe hits the ropes to, to knock her off as she's going for it, and then she gets her up for that flipping GTS, basically, that she hits to get the victory. Post-match, she keeps beating down Indy Hartwell, and Sol Ruka comes out to make the save. Right, I think a, li a little bit of detailed storytelling going on here, so I'm going to give NXT credit for this because the match wasn't really much to write home about, but it was like Indy Hartwell's had a few stinkers lately, and when she wasn't in the hesitant to use the word general, but she was kind of being held along with Zoe Stark rather than having to do that for somebody else this week. She was far better placed down. Yes. Nothing wrong in that. It was, they've like elevated her beyond where she needs to be right now in her development, I think. Um, that was that spot of her trying to springboard was how she got eliminated from the Royal Rumble. And they've also identified a new friendship with her and Sol Ruka, which would play up to Indy Hartwell trying to be like her and copy her to get herself back on track because she's been taking loads of defeats, but she's not as athletic as Sol Ruka. She can't do these cool things that Sol Ruka does. And I just thought going back to that spot and it failing her yet again is like, oh man, I can't do anything right at the moment. Like I would just want to be as good as her and having this like crisis of confidence. And if it ends up being that like she was the one that, if this is a heel turn and she was the one that attacked um, Nikita Lions, then it's it's not bad. It's like, the, oh, you've actually been playing that she's super insecure and she's failing and she knows she's failing. And now she's trying to borrow from people that she's seeing that are kind of like racing past her in the pecking order. I could be just totally overthinking it, but I thought that was a neat detail if that ends up being the direction. Especially if they say like Nikita was going to get the spot on the Rumble. Well, this, that's like a genuinely good detail to add to it as mm. well, because at the moment, like Hartwell's looking like she could be the prime. So, you know, it's the... I'll get everybody together and I'll find out who did it. And you know, I, I want to talk about this later because I thought it was maybe unintentionally amazing what they did with this later. This was not the worst Indy Hartwell match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> we get a vignette uh, from um, who are, of course, in that triple threat to join the fatal four-way for the tag titles at the uh, premium live event this weekend. Um they say the day of vengeance is coming. See what they've done there? Um, and uh, say that they're coming for the titles they've deserved. They do. I mean, they previously deserved them. I don't like this uh, iteration, let's say, of, of these boys, but still. Um, Gacy says that they will change their destiny by altering others' realities. Uh, and what? Ava calls Chase huh? you. Abusive and delusional. Chase U's going to fail. Uh, there's no unit stronger or stickier than you give him. Um, and then they put on those. I think that's what they said. Um, and they put on those masks that they've got on and walk off. I'm not getting you the judgment day. We've got the judgment day at home. <laughs> even to the extent of the colour scheme of it this week. And I, I'm starting to like warm to even like Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy's performance, I think, is starting to rip the piss out of this gimmick. I'm, I've sensed a shift, and like the mask stuff is so stupid, and the dialogue is daft, and it gives you the opportunity to make cum jokes about the uh, magic power goth stable. So I'll, I'll keep these around. You know how when you work, or oh, we've worked in admin before, and like there's a whole language surrounding it, and I can never be sure whether the people who speak it most 
articulately can even understand it. Friggin' initials and shorteners for forms and like and it's not just certain that. people's names carrying weight. It's like, oh well, uh, John Smith's been on, so you better get on to that. Break. I just, I hate that. And like you know, they talk about like values and oh god, like cliched, or, yeah, like yeah. just buzzwords and stuff. It's like, do you actually understand what you are <laughs> yeah. saying? Because I find it impenetrable. I think you should simplify it. But these companies have this like impenetrable language unto themselves, and. I wish I had a better example off the top of my head from my old job, but I just didn't understand it. And <laughs> I think they enjoyed... Thanks, Michael. Can you fly that one up the flagpole for me before next Thursday? That kind of stuff. That do, kind of stuff. Do you think if we worked in it long enough, we'd pick up that... You know, we've got our own set of words. Yes, yeah, it's very ironic from us, by the way. Do we? Yeah, I wasn't... But, like, do you think you just naturally sort of... What's the phrase? But you like just you just take it on slowly but surely. Because I had that the other day. Someone emailed me. I was going to have a meeting with them. And they said, I'm really sorry, Adam. Just got to put out some fires. So we're going to have to reschedule our interview. Just say you're busy. Just say busy. <laughs> I can understand that. I wish I had a better example of what it is I'm talking about. But say like in a job where they use this like language and it's all words that are kind of exclusive to this company or that industry and it's all jargon if you like or this, it's just this weird language and you have two divisional directors just having a meeting that you're not privy to like the admin guy who doesn't understand do they talk in this language yeah. or do they say <laughs> i don't actually know what they say <laughs> that's the jism i don't what do yeah. they understand because i don't because i don't <laughs> but do you think the writers have a sense of what it is they are talking about that are struggling to get it over to me, or do they just write words? Do, do they just write down words that they think sound clever? Or do they write it like the what they're trying to say and then put it through some sort of translator that makes it pretentious bollocks? Actually, I just think that they are writing words for the sake of it. They don't understand what they are talking about half the time. I'm convinced of this. Such a funny bit, that would. You know, they haven't like won a match in ages. And at this point, like Joe Gacy's supposed influence isn't really bearing fruit, is it? Like, <laughs> he's one of them cult leaders where you're watching a wrestling cult going, why are you with them? Uh, <laughs> this is like, there's, you're getting no yeah. sort of benefits. It'd be really funny if, like, just one of the weeks he's doing his uh, tree and root and blah, blah, blah. And, like, Robbie Fowler's just off the left going, what? Like, <laughs> that, that becomes, like, how they sort of do the split. And they yeah. go back to the big eh. Sorry, Joe, you've lost even me there. Yeah, that'd be, like, quite a... So, like, uh, doing this bit, and, like, Joe Gacy's saying his stuff, and Zach is, what the f*** are you talking about? <laughs> I've got a f***ing clue what you're f***ing talking about, mate. You, uh, if you're enjoying this, don't forget, we will also have the AW Dynamite preview with you by uh, EOP of today. So that's uh, something to look forward to. Uh, Vignette with Apollo Crews is already in Charlotte ahead of the premium live event. He can feel the city's excitement. He's got to get a two, he's a two out of three falls match. So he's going to have to get two falls against Carmelo Hayes. But he's envisioned it already. Um, he's, his best will always be better than Melo's best. And if Trick gets involved, he's going to be handled. Uh, Melo wants to call himself the past. Uh, and and, uh, and, and No, Melo wants to call him the past. And himself the future? Or Cruz says at Vengeance Day, the past will dictate the future. <laughs> another, another Twin Peaks reference from Apollo Cruz. I'm glad you picked up on it. I think he wants to play Richard from The Return. He's always in a diner. Talking about the past dictating the future. Those are two things. I think it's just a secret return mark. As everyone should be. I mean, I agree with that. The time travel gimmick makes less sense than ever, doesn't it? 
I, well, I've seen the future. I'm going to win the Total Three Falls match. Right, well, if you don't, your magic power is broken. <laughs> like, what a waste. <laughs> like, nobody's ever had this. Nobody's asking questions. Like, just, oh, he's got, oh, that's absolutely amazing. It doesn't work. Also, what, he just manifests things that don't happen, like every single other person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the most normal guy walking the streets. Yeah, afraid so. Anyway, out comes NXT North American champion Wesley. He talks about facing Dijak uh, at Vengeance Day uh, in uh, North North Carolina, or uh, North Kakalak, as he calls it. Um, he says he's got his biggest challenge. This bloke's claiming to serve justice. He really just wants the title. He says, look, Saturday's going to be tough. I'm probably going to take an ass whooping. But just like Tony and Mello, the cardiac kid will rise as champion. This brings out Dijak. He says, Mr. Lee, soak it all in. Enjoy these moments. You're there, your final days as North American champion. He says, look, that was a motivational speech or a motivating speech, uh, but it doesn't matter. Um, you could have just handed me the title, but you're too stupid to do it, uh, and you're going to be standing opposite the biggest, baddest man in the locker room, and I'm going to take the title from your hands. This brings out the real biggest, baddest man in the locker room. I'm talking, of course, of the biggest, baddest man with also the biggest heart. Bomb Wagner, flanked by his manager, of course, Mr. Stone, uh, who says, uh, are my ears... Not working properly or something? Because I thought I heard you say you're, Dijak, the biggest and the best. I think you forgot about this guy. And Von, I've written this down obviously verbatim, says, Hey, Dijak, take those stupid sunglasses off. We're inside. (laughs) And I'm right here. And the only thing in justice (laughs) is me getting overlooked. Uh, the only thing in justice. Dijak says, like, I've got no issues with you, Vaughn. There's a wa- uh, Wagner sucks chant going on here. But it does. Wesley sort of plays him off against each other, saying, oh, no, you might have a point here. And at the end of the day, um, if when I retain my title, we'll need a new number one contender. And that could be Von Wagner, especially if he wins tonight. He doesn't have to be in- overlooked. We can solve this injustice. Dijak goes to swing for Lee. Lee ducks. He hits Von. Von knocks Dijak out of the ring to set up the match. This 100% is a moment I'm going to pause because I feel like the match deserves its separate review aside from this promo. Uh, Christ almighty. Tell you what, they don't half shaft Wesley with this dialogue. (laughs) He comes off for me as this super irritating, like very, very unfunny, like stand-up comedian type at just... If you are a babyface in WWE, under six foot, you're just fated to be the most excruciating dork. And that's me saying that. <laughs> they put 12 of them into the room to banter off top dollar and not a single joke was funny. Oh, my God. Well, that segment well, like, was. Terrible, 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 terrible. Wade Barrett says hit rope. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, that's the difference. Like, so basically, of... you've got to be over six foot to be funny. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Check this one out. Boom. Ricochet. Mustafa Ali. Uh, Johnny Gargano, mm-hmm. Wesley, they are playing the exact same character, and that character is, it makes my skin crawl with how unfunny it is. Like, hey, you be the rock. How about no? Mm. You're not the rock. Hey, should we go play some pranks? People love pranks. Like, just yeah, I irritants. Them. I hate them so much. Going back to the, like, admin days, like the wacky person in the office. I'd hate to be that guy. We never had a wacky... <laughs> we, 
<laughs> we never had a wacky guy. Yeah, worked with wacky guys. The worst. The yeah, worst. Oh, bloody. Get on with your work. Shut up. And put stupid voices on or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, time for the Hoss fight. Dijak versus Von Wagner. God damn it, man. Uh, just twatting each other here. Wagner's brain is like devised by AI, isn't it? You know when you see good AI but not great AI? Yeah, like yeah. things aren't quite perfect. Like that's Von Wagner. This injustice. The, the only thing injustice here is you take those stupid sunglasses off. We're inside. We're inside. And like, I'm right here. I like the idea of Wagner just ruthlessly undercutting how silly this show is. That could be his new gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That could be his new gimmick. It should be incredible. That's the point. Like, of all the things to pick on on this show, it's somebody wearing sunglasses inside. I know, I know. Je- Je- Why are you a teacher? This is a wrestling show. Hey, Jensen, put your dick away <laughs> and get in the ring against me, Von Wagner. Apollo Crews, you can't see the future. That is not something human beings are capable <laughs> of doing. The gimmick destroyer. You are a bird in the British sense of the word, but not in reality. <laughs> it is funny that you like fire, because that is also your name. <laughs> is that quite convenient? <laughs> Uh, Von Wagner should be the guy who cracks the case and reveals Axiom's a kid. <laughs> Guys, wait a second. I'm figuring it out. Tony D, I'm going to call the cops on you. <laughs> you, you are a shoot criminal. So, yeah, Dijak in the match goes for a discus lariat, gets kicked off with a big boot to the face. Uh, Dijak. Uh, it was very, it was impressive. He flips out of a cl- uh, choke slam, hits that high justice move of his that gets a near fall on on Wagner. Um, Von goes up top. Dijak uh, catches him up there, but then Von comes back with a nice swinging double underhook slam from the top that looked great. That went, that got a near fall. Um, Wagner goes for his sort of angle slam on Dijak, but Dijak counters, chokes him, and then manages to nail him with the feast your eyes for the victory. Like, this was sort of fine, actually. Uh, loads of time to praise Dijak. It's very easy to forget that he's got a half-decent match in him. Like, it's so easy That's to forget. Good, dumb fun, this. Yeah, like, he's. I liked the squash a few weeks ago. Uh, I didn't mind this. I have a... Like, the characters are lame, but the Wesley match will probably be pretty good. Like, the chemistry suggests it'll be pretty great. Uh, and then we've got this new thread with Von. Like, it's, like, time to get serious with Von Wagner, so... <laughs> Think he's in for some character development. <laughs> then we. Cut- I need to change how things have been going, Robert. We cut backstage and because they have not been going well. Tony D is watching with Stax, who's uh, pissed off about another DiJack victory. He says, "I can't stand this DiJack. <laughs> I bet he's gonna win the title on Saturday too, boss." And Tony says, "Oh." Forget about Dijak right now. Street justice ain't got no expiration date. You know that. Now, what about this big impact? <laughs> I don't know. Do that. I know that? What the fuck are you talking about, Tony? Now, about this impact you said you were going to make. And Stack says, Yeah, well, I had to take care of a few things. <laughs> Tony says, Oh, what? The first thing or the second thing? And Stack says, Both. <laughs> That's why I'm the underboss. 
I took care of it, so next week it's on. And Tony says, oh, tremendous. Now let's go take care of that other thing. Forget about it. I'm scared. He's, he's like, bowing up his stacks, isn't he? Like, every single week he just... Looks he's taller, angrier. He's an He's like a cobra. There's this intensity <laughs> that he hasn't had before. That jacket's giving him some <sighs> little bit of a G up, isn't he? Yeah. Again, I might be getting ideas above his station, perhaps. I think so. I'm worried. I am Rem- worried. I've, I've, I'm, I am going to have to be reminded of this for our preview next week, because like you say, the moment we walk out of this studio, we immediately forget everything that happened on NXT. But I'll try and remember this for the preview next week, because... It's a good topic, isn't it? What's going to happen? What is this big thing he's going to do to make an impact? It's a good topic for jokes to Google, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which... Yeah, guys! Hey, Stax, how's it it going? Pretty good, guys! You're earning, you're earning, aren't you? Just you wait till next week. Wait till you see the impact that I am going to make. Can you give us a little hint? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you ever heard Wilborn doing your voice? That's not fucking sh- Wilborn. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Stacks. Sort your ass out. <laughs> anyway, I thought, spoiler alert, with what happens later on on this show, I'd take you boys to school. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sidgy. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? A broken pencil. A broken pencil who? <laughs> Never mind, it's f***ing pointless. <laughs> but I'd uh, step it up this week after what I heard on the... <laughs> Sorry. Lovely, lovely uh, sweary knock-knocks stacks. It's, uh, it's good. So three jokes for you all about school. Okay? Okay. Question, joke number one, Sigi. What school... Does an ice cream man go to? Picture that. Um, like cone? Is there any like? Uh, <laughs> is there any kind of pun around that? Cone. Uh, Ninety-nine van. Um, kind of school does an ice cream man go to? Go, vendor. Come on, scoop. Nothing. Mister Whippy. Um, college, ice school <laughs> instead of high school. <laughs> no, what school does an ice cream man go to, or an ice cream lady? I suppose it is twenty twenty three after all. <laughs> Shut up. Sunday school. Oh, oh God! Okay, yeah, with right. right. D A E. Yeah, Love that one. Better if you write it down. Hamlet. <laughs> Question joke number two. Yeah. What is a snake's favorite subject? I've got it. Stacks. Is it history? History is correct. Hey, yeah. Is it okay that we get it? Uh, yeah. Right That's there. okay. As long as you don't get all three, that kind of pisses me and the elephant off. Okay. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about him. Didn't even see him there. How you doing, big guy? Anyway, final question, final joke for you. Did you fly him over today? Yeah. Hey, uh, not in voice class. I ain't made a goddamn money. <laughs> but yeah, but, but he was on the plane. Well, no, 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 no. 
getting a character, will, uh, Starks. You're earning a lot mm. at the moment. Oh, yeah, of course. I just have to make sure he doesn't sit on the left or the right of the plane because those might go goddamn circles. Okay, final <laughs> question for you. Final joke for you. <laughs> what do you call a French teacher in sandals? Oh, a French teacher in sandals. Uh, I don't even know enough French to chase a pun down here. Sacre bleu. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it going to be one of his uh, deadpan swears here? Like, f***ing uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. We'll go but, with that. We'll go with yeah. uncomfortable. What do you call a French teacher in sandals? <laughs> Philippe Fulop! That's the way I goddamn tell him! <laughs> Au revoir, guys! Bye, Stacks. Better. Yeah, yeah. Still nervous around him. Things, uh, things have really changed of late. You take the elephant with him. Oh, no, still there. Still there. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Vic and Booker, give us an update on Nikita Lyons, who's undergone successful surgery. Get well soon, of course, Nikita Lyons. Uh, and Mackenzie has video footage of the, well, the aftermath of her attack and has been analysing it. I love this. I went back and watched this a second time because it's her running through p- potential suspects. So they slow it down, and there's, like, uh, Valentina Ferroz and Ariana Grace and a few others walking about. Um, someone drives off. 
there's uh, Electra Lopez, I believe, Lola Vice walking about. Tiffany Stratton uh, is going through a bag on the hood of a core uh, nearby. <laughs> and they're like, well, maybe she's putting a weapon away in there. Uh, Zoe Stott, main suspects, walking into the building. Tate and Paxley, I think, is there. So Lash Legend, uh, Wendy Chews, watching from inside of a car. Um, and then Indian bird person running to check on her. What I like the most about this is that footage showcased there was a person, and obviously it's a real injury, but in the storyline, who has been viciously attacked. She's writhing around on the ground in pain. Not talking to you, love. Writhing around in the ground on pain, and around 10 or 15 of her colleagues could not have cared less. (laughs) They're all just like, well, that looks like someone else's problem. i got to go to work. It was amazing, this. To which job? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Could, could be several. It could be several. Aye. They were all heels, were they not, though? No, it was a mix of everybody. This is the... It's their riff on the Gargano one, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like, so, they've, done it, they've done it before. Same car park. Same crew, same corridor. Uh, I, I, I like this nonsense. It's where this belongs. The, this, the Gargano one, the reveal of him attacking Alistair Black, was... Decent, even if ultimately ruined by Gargano's inability to play a sinister heel. Uh, but this division needed this garbage, so I was quite into this. Who's it going to be? Who's Who? it going to bloody be? I think I'll be on the hook for this. To attack Nikita Lyons, it is the big question going forward. It's There's so many of them there, and yet what they'll do now is use like additional bits of footage or alibis to rule them out one at a time. But in doing so, when they like this bit, but in doing, say, like ruling out somebody conclusively... They were also still there. Nobody has just arrived on the scene right right now. They've been there for ages, so loads of people know who it is. Yeah. They're all going through the motions of being like, well, it couldn't possibly be me, and here's proof. Well, you could give proof, or you could just explain who you actually saw do it because yes. you're in the vicinity. Is Wendy Chu going to play Nikki Cross, was it, in this? Yeah, that Nikki Cross was the one who saw some stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because she was sat in the car looking. Mm. Um, but she was crazy, so she enjoyed, <laughs> you know, she had an excuse to not want to give out the information because she quite liked having the secret to herself and mm. she was entertained by it. And you could do that storyline again, but just Wendy choose tired. She was asleep in the car. But how did she see it? She had the dash cam. Just give it up to the police. <laughs> give it a galaxy <laughs> brain, this, haven't we? Give yeah. it up to the authorities. There isn't currently not a policeman or woman on this roster. You know that like every job has to be taken by a wrestler. This is true. You've got Hank security. But he's busy with Yeah, he's busy, isn't he? Hank would have had it, but oh, this is uh, what a show. Everything makes sense. <laughs> uh there's a nice uh, video inside look ahead of the uh, big NXT men's title match at uh, Vengeance Day. Bron Breaker, of course, defending against Grayson Waller, and it just tells the story again of Grayson Waller living rent-free in Bron Breaker's head, and he can't bloody control his emotions. Like you said, and um, like we've said a million times, this would have been far better if Bron Breaker had been DQ'd in the first match. Yeah, it was all late match needed, though. I'm glad they didn't bother with too much else. No. Uh, then it was time for Tyler Beard versus Axiom. Um, um, Who? Axiom. No! Um, well, have some respect. These, full title. <laughs> these two are quite good wrestlers. Pass it on. Pass it on, please. They they work really well together. As Match was goaded. Goaded chemistry. As they should have. They were really cooking BT here. Sports Studio was goaded. No, it f***ing wasn't. No more 
No more swearing. He's got a lot to edit out. <laughs> it's bloody stacks off of it. Yeah. Nightmare. Um, yeah, so uh, we go to a break after Axiom sends Bait out to the floor. When we come back, uh, Bait's doing that airplane spin of his, uh, but Axiom comes back and kicks him in the face to get a near fall. Bait hits a super kick, um, cradles Axiom for a uh, two count, hits the, what's it called? Bomb, bop and bang or whatever, yeah. yeah. Hits that, does that great rebound. Wazzic Wacker. He's his terrible partner. I watched Tyler Bate and Walter from TakeOver UK, whatever it was the other day, when he was halfway through the bop, and then Walter just chopped him into the sun. I was like, yeah, Yeah. kill him. I do like that weird, I think Kofi did it in the Rumble as well, or maybe on SmackDown, the rebound Larry, I think, where he uses the... Like his back of his neck or something off the ropes. In tribute to Ambrose, did it? Should we call it the Wacky Wazzock? The Wacky Wazzock. Um, goes for the Tyler Drive in 97. That gets counted into a backdrop. They don't care about using Wanker over there, do they? You should have just call them a Wanker. Uh, yeah. Um, Tosser. Axiom yeah. gets a near fall from Hurricane Rana, but on the third go, Tyler Bate effectively pulls off the Tyler Drive in 97 because remember the big body Harvey won the other week. Ugh. Uh, look great here, though. Finishes off Axiom, gets the victory. There's a nice uh, show of showmanship afterwards uh, with a handshake between the two. But in comes Damon Kemp and attacks and hits a Uranagi backbreaker on Axiom before getting chased out of the ring by Tyler Beard. So great, man. It was great. Caramel smooth stuff and not, again, a bit like the Seth and Chad Gable match, not in the way that felt rehearsed or fake, just competitive. Just two athletes that know their strengths and skills and were using them. And thus the counters felt completely authentic. Um, especially with the Tyler Driver like the Tyler Driver looks more effective I think actually out of a moment of desperation than it does in trying to set it up so I kind of I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this when it looked even in setup like it was going to be good wrestling happening in front of me like Tyler Bate I have to give him more credit than I do sometimes because he surprises me more often than not it's always better than just oh, yeah it's Tyler Bate like the best years are over and he's only 25 they're not actually like this mm. was like, I don't know, this bordered on something great if Axiom wasn't such a stupid character, Damon Kemp's eventual little attack thing wasn't so telegraphed. Like, on a, I hate to say this, but on a stage akin to when they were doing those TakeOver UKs, which I always thought were massively overblown, but in that, just that moment where it I've felt... i the cage match ratings, so... Where it felt real and more important, I think this would have been really fondly remembered, whereas it'll be forgotten because it's NXT. Yeah, like, I'll tell you what, WWE commentary is bad. It just is. Um, Michael Cole screams at me like he's Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> and I cannot stand it. You never get the story of the wrestling match, or you get a very glossed over version of it. I wish Excalibur and Taz called this match because you'd get so much more out of it. They are so good at telling you the intricate details of what the wrestlers are trying to do, what the wrestlers are trying to do when they anticipate from one limb shooting up. All right, okay, well, he could get me if I was to stay in this position, so I have to anticipate what he might do and regain control from a different it's position. chess match. Chess, isn't it? Yeah. beautiful, beautiful professional wrestling chess where they were anticipating every almost imperceptible move, and it just felt so real. They put themselves over as masters of the mat game. Sorry for the alliteration. Mm-hmm. <coughs> And uh, I, I just thought this was great. And oh my God. Oh my God. From a, what a physical feat that is. I can't remember ever seeing 
the bridging out spot where they're like, no, no, no you're not bridging out with this. I'm going to lower my yes. back down. It's like the core strength required to do that was unbelievable. The actual creative idea to get that bit over as the struggle of the match was unbelievable as well. Um, this is just fantastic. Mm. Just next level thought went into this. That seems like piling up quality TV matches on the show at this point, isn't it? That is good. <laughs> Axiom has been cooking in 2023. Yeah. Isla Dawn is there um, talking about in bulk. Uh, what? The, be- the beginning of spring. Uh, on the some more pagan stuff. Uh, it's time for new beginnings. On the eve of Imbolc, we purge the constraints of the past and purify the negative energies before bringing in a new member to the house. Um, oh, and black. <laughs> anyway, it's it's Alba Fire. Yes. Um, she says always uh, Alba has always had the fire. She just needed a little nudge to reveal it, and they do their You've got a baseball, but that's on fire. They're chucking stuff into the fire. I think it's yeah. sand or whatever in the end. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> they begin the ritual. They shed their egos and they relinquish their need for control. The emotions no longer serve them. The initiation has begun. Nonsense words. Nonsense words. Absolute nonsense words. Terrible characters. Terrible dialogue. The acting is utterly atrocious. You'll not see uh, worse acting. You might see worse acting. In these leg- like legendary, so bad it's good films like The Room or Birdemic, it's hack stuff. Okay, your character is kind of like a, a witch. <laughs> You're a witch, so she just steps off, like she just stops herself rather from going. Chris <laughs> <laughs> Jericho. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did for Pat. Yeah, she just. Just knows enough not to do that, but she instead, little finger, which is Doctor Evil. Evil. <laughs> 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 I'm mischievous. I'm a witch. I'm gonna cast a spell on you. It's, it's pathetic. It's absolutely and utterly pathetic. And my God, she can actually go as yeah. well. Yeah. This character, I just cannot stand it. I just cannot stand it at all. I like the good examples when they show up, of why I hate spooky bollocks in wrestling. Because sometimes, and it happens more with the AWS than anything else, because I understand why people are the House of Black. And they're in AW and you're uh, biased. No, it's because <laughs> it's because they're in AW that people are just losers about criticising them. Because, um, <laughs> okay. let's be honest, they are. Uh, <laughs> You've seen, you seen the wise man, it's House of Black. Like, um, Come on. The, the spooky stuff doesn't work for me, but I will say this for like the House of Black, because I don't think they would do this in AEW. If and when the House of Black are going to challenge the Elite for the tag team, uh, the trios titles, Malachi Black's going to say something along the lines of, we're going to take from you now what you most hold dear. For example, that's just off the top of my head, right? In this, give me like one of the last lines of that promo, please. Right um, shed your egos, relinquish your need for control. Emotions no longer serve us. The initiation has begun. Like, emotions no longer serve us when huh? we require the NXT women's tag team titles. Because <laughs> that's how do we re-script these things. And the two things do not work at all. They just do not sync together. And that's obviously, you know, that's what they're here for, is to win tag titles. Wrestling's fundamentally quite silly in that regard, but that's why you can't pair this with it. Like, The Fiend has never and will never work. It's all stupid. This is so stupid, and I hate it so much. Uh, bad news for Von Wagner next, because he was on course to have line of the night, and then Trick Williams showed up. Uh, Mackenzie Mitchell's there with with Mello and Trick, and she says, you know, two out of three falls match vengeance day. Feeling nervous? And Trick says, ooh, yeah, I'm shaking. I'm shaking like... <laughs> I said I'd get through it. 
Shaking like booty meat on a Friday night, but only because it's cold. <laughs> Did you see Hayes? He broke him. He yeah. absolutely broke him. He's the best. Get these lads on the main roster. Pronto. Booty meat. Comprende. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. It was great. Tim from Big Brother. Comprende. <laughs> he must be like an enemy of your community, Wilbon, because he was caught shaving his ginger chest hair, forgetting he was filmed every moment of the yeah. day. He was like doing it, then somebody walked in the bedroom, covered the chest up. No, it's fine. Why fight it? You can tell by someone's skin tone if they're a pale redhead. <laughs> My cousin dyed his hair black for his wedding day. Who are you fooling? You got two ginger kids. You're not bad. <laughs> <laughs> the wedding of black. <laughs> um, anyway, Mellow Calm's trick Sorry, now. That's your cousin. Just for his wedding day. Like Kevin getting a wig in the office. Yeah, exactly. like he's, he's worked with him for 10 years. Just, also, like, <laughs> that's, those photos stay with you forever. <laughs> Why that day? <laughs> Who's this with your wife? <laughs> I regret not wearing my glasses for my wedding. Yeah, a mate of mine did that. He wore contacts just mm. for his wedding day, and I thought, well, you always wear your glasses. It looks weird. At the time, I sort of alternated. Okay. So at the time, it wasn't so weird. But I just thought, you, you want to look like as normal as possible in case <laughs> fashion trends. I was like, oh, I just wish I wore my glasses. I suppose you could draw them on afterwards. Now, <laughs> can't you? <laughs> What's that like? We've I got this actual the Wooly Willy where it's got like the dash. We've got this actual hardcover book where all the photos from our wedding oh, yeah. are in. You can just imagine a pair of glasses on at Wilborn. It's the kind of thing you would do, isn't it? Yeah. And then trying to make it look normal just by like defacing all the ones of your wife as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like that sp- scary yellow pages advert, remember? Where like he's cleaning the party up and then last minute he looks up and the Mona Lisa's got a beard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you to speak me that in. Uh, anyway, Mellow Calm's trick down says, Cruz needs to realise I'm different gravy. Um, <laughs> he said, but he should have said that. And he uh, can't touch my level. You're never going to be Mellow, basically. I mean, I not need to sell me on this match. It's actually going to be great, probably, between these two. Tremendous. And Trip Williams is going to be there as well. Added bonus. Um, right, we've got a sit-down interview with the uh, three women fighting for the NXT Women's Championship at uh, Vengeance Day. Roxanne Perez and, of course, Toxic Attraction, who tricked her last week. Um, Roxy's talking about being in the Rumble, being the youngest woman ever. I didn't realise that, to be fair. Said it was incredible. Uh, And JC, in a classic WWE line, what was the... uh, So, what was the... Oh, for... Feel less. Feel more. more. What? 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 Drives me insane. This one was uh, uh, Roxanne saying it was incredible. And JC Jane goes... (laughs) Incredible. Well, like, incredibly pathetic. Jesus Christ almighty. Uh, Roxy didn't win, and just like Vengeance Day, uh, just like she's going to not win at Vengeance Day, because she's going to lose the title. Um, Gigi said she probably lost at the Rumble because we put her through a table last week. Um, Roxy says, um, you know, there might be some truth to what you say. JC says, no, there's no there's no chance that you're going to win this, basically. Basically, Roxanne Perez keeps trying to respond to Shock Attraction, and then they keep being really annoying and cutting her off. Um, JC says, Roxy peaked at 21. It's all come to an end on Saturday. Um, Roxy goes to say something, and JC says, oh, yeah, we can all play the what-if game. You know, what if you never moved out of your lane, et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be two-on-one on Saturday. Your 15 minutes of fame are over, blah, blah, blah. Roxy gets more and more annoyed that she can't respond to them, so she just storms off. Toxic attraction, take the piss for her leaving. Uh, JC says, without meaning, without specifying which one, you're looking at the NXT Women's Champion right now. Um, there's no problems between them, says Gigi. Uh, they've controlled the women's division, but they had a little bit of a break for six weeks, and that's the only reason why Roxanne Perez is champ. 
Um, everything goes back to normal at Vengeance Day. And Gigi <sighs> at one point basically says, I'm going to be NXT Women's Champion. The one point when they haven't said we, basically. And there's a little moment between them, but before anything can happen there, Roxanne Perez has snapped and she flies in and attacks and the big brawl breaks out. Flying and attacking because you can't get a word in in this split-screen chat, not a terrible idea. I've called this out before. Yet again, what do WWE think cameras are? Do they think they're an actual brick wall because they're so used to the invisible camera? Like, I don't fancy toxic traction's chances because I can't spot a sneak attack from the front. Uh, like, the run-up she must have taken to get to these two while they're going, rah, 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 we're going to beat you. Me? You? Who's the champion? Like, that would have been a good line. You're looking at the uh, women's champion because they literally were before she decked them, at least. <laughs> I know she's a baby face, but at least, like, appear from the side if you're not uh, going to appear from behind because yeah. they're so stupid. They cannot do anything, man. They, like, she was, she was great in the Rumble. Like, she was leaps and bounds above, like, so many yeah. main roster ready yeah, yeah, yeah. She is having a time. It's I've made this point twice in articles, so apologies, right? I'm repeating myself. But Pat McAfee, who I found excruciating throughout his entire gimmick, was, I don't watch this stuff when I'm not getting paid to. What's going on? God, you sound so darn in the dumps about him, Sitch. I just don't think... Uh, <laughs> If there was like an award for commentators, I don't think you were going to championship. <laughs> Shut he's sound like an asshole. <laughs> it's like uh, it worked, Pat McAfee, because it was like, oh my god, it's a cool football guy, likes wrestling. He doesn't watch him. <laughs> when rocks, at least he's got taste, mm. as you can tell by the fact that he is good. At least he's got taste because when Roxanne Perez got dumped out after four minutes, he was like, ah. She was great. Why isn't she in it? Yeah. Sort of <laughs> but yeah, this is rubbish television. Uh, and I, I know you wanted to say more about that, Sidge, but you wanted to get on to Stevie Turner's debut next. It's Stevie Turner, isn't it? Yeah. Good, okay. I keep Sorry, I keep getting her name wrong. Um, so You can always check it by Googling on normal search. So her gimmick apparently now is not just streamer, but according to Booker T, podcaster? Bless him. He's, yeah, got, he's got a podcast and he still doesn't know the difference. Yeah, he does one as well. <laughs> and uh, I like the fact that he couldn't even take the little, like, ribbon from Vic Joseph where he said, like, oh, she's this great podcaster and whatever. And Vic Joseph was like, eh, maybe you could learn some things from her. And he was like, I've got a great podcast, actually. Um, so I just, come on. Anyway, um, do you want to talk us through what she looked like when she came out? This is Hamlet's take. So let's go to Hamlet for the look and then come back to me for something I noticed. Well, she looks like she's gone to a fancy dress party as the late 1990s, basically. Techno but Team 2000. They're honestly, like, she is this character that is like my dad asking me to train him on the World Wide Web. Right, son, I'm finally ready for it. This sub-matrix look. Um, I said to Cedric this morning, like, that jacket, that duster from A Million Matrix Tributes looked like it was only lacking, like, a Dancing Baby or Mr. T Ate My Balls patch on the side. It was that retro Mr. internet. Mr. T Ate My Balls? Oh, that's retro for internet. Like, I can't remember that. Go on normal search later on and have a look. <laughs> Mr. T Ate My Balls. Like, OG memes. Oh, they were cooking back then. You could catch them in 4K. Like, South Park Wrestlers. South Park Wrestlers. Yes. At sweet.com. Like, you know, there's probably some celebrity fakes on the inside. She it was looks a plunder match. She can get a kendo out, and her move could be called stick death. <laughs> oh, my God. She's got, like the, she's got the literal Lawrence Fishburne glasses. Oh. Yeah. The literal Lawrence Fishburne's, the old LLFs. The Sean tapping the laptop thing is a shoot at this point, like because if this is what he thinks the internet is... Well, I'm genuinely surprised that there wasn't the other green vertical moving the stuff from yeah. the major. I'm surprised that wasn't that Tron. 
I'm surprised Tron wasn't a Tron. Like yeah. it took her, her, her entrance, entrance loaded, and then Vic Joseph said, "Well, we've downloaded uh, an entrance or something." Do they think that like website still load up? You know, I'll bloody internet sometimes. Do you download streams or do you stream streams? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I thought um, stream begins in whatever. That was decent. Yeah, but now you download the stream. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing here? The comments at the side were. I've, I've got written something down. Yes. Uh, I've, yeah, I've got. I've so got, from the normal chat. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I do want you to cut some promos, being like. Uh, I thought it was going to be difficult to beat you, but I asked Jeeves, and he told me. <laughs> <laughs> Similar to one, two, three. Um, yeah, I just wrote a couple of the comments down, because you know I love these. I sh- shoot love them when it's Grayson Waller, because mm. we know what we're doing with this. This was just hilarious. She's taken three steps out, probably. They've downloaded her entrance. She's taken three steps out. There's that box, like you say, with the comments from the stream. And Top Turner Buckle has already written entrance for the ages. <laughs> and my other favorite one, because um, they clearly know like the tiniest amount about what people say in she like you know in her promo, she was like, "Hey, chat or whatever, you don't say hello, everyone, you say, "Hey, chat or whatever, and they, so they've got the the tiniest inkling about this, and they've got like a bit of patter from internet comment sections, but they still or your base I belong to Stevie Turner, yeah, basically. <laughs> Stan Cam OP wrote, who else is, right, so you meant to write, like, who else is here because it's funny to hear Sid rant about NXT or whatever, right? That's the, you know, that's what we're going for here. But they can't really, they don't, don't know what a thing, this is your thing, apart from streaming, they don't know what it is, or podcaster. Well, maybe I have the answer. Stan Cam OP just wrote, Is she a badger, 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 mushroom, mushroom, African snake? I don't know what that is either. I remember Badger, 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 yeah. Stan Camo P wrote, who else is here because Stevie's great? (laughs) So uh, she was facing... Everybody you dumb f***, that's a point. That's my last one. No, it isn't. None on the dynamite today. You're worse than me for it. No, you're worse. No, you're you're worse than me. Wilborn, who's the worst? It's like... No, no, apart from Stacks, be honest. No one's going to be offended here. We're all grown men. Come on. Who's the worst for swearing on this podcast? Pamphlet. Thank you! You have to say that because he doesn't like to lose. I, I, don't, I don't care. I just said it. I just said I don't mind. I'll tell you what. I'm Rob, not losing this argument. This is like a couple's round. It's like, record it and count. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll do a counter. I'll put up, we'll get a thing in the studio. Yeah. yeah. It's, Swear I, know, I know it's him. Swear you off for the Christmas party. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was going to say that's a good idea there because I don't have much competitive energy, but then Sid just like fired up and he was like, oh, no, I don't want to be putting money in for that. Like, so I've got to win. I've got to not swear. I'll still swear. Like, <laughs> what's he gonna do? What's it? I'll just tell you, you, swearing. It's not cool. Just, uh, it's not cool. <laughs> so Stevie <laughs> Turner's fighting Danny Palmer, who got a bit of offense in, but again, it was just a squash, a showcase for Turner. Yeah. Pump kick, nice DDT here, um, and then she's got this urinagi for her finisher, which Vic Joseph described as futuristic. See, <laughs> <laughs> <a> urinagi. <laughs> Hopeless. And then it fell off my chair there. This is your thing. Well, it, it's meant to be streamer, but it's something else. What is Stevie Turner's thing? 
Yes, it's the game. Oh, they, was this in plain sight and we missed it? Well, I've, I've stumbled upon a uh, pretty decent insight here of what her thing actually is. Do you care to guess as part of the game? Well, because he was normal streamer, uh, normal <laughs> normal grifter, as so many of them are. Yeah, I have no Too idea. Too many, if anything. It's a disgusting industry if you really boil it down and think about it. Like the bit in The Matrix where they're like, I need to know how to fly a plane. <laughs> and then she, they can or whatever. Telly was better when there was a barrier of talent. We're on YouTube. We're different. Would it be, would We're we on be television, on? actually. We are on yeah. We're on television. We are on television. And if the book catches on pro wrestling TV, you can get us through streaming or, in certain markets in America, linear eyeballs. So we have broken the barrier between television and... Linear yeah. eyeballs is a good example of what I was talking about with this. <laughs> <laughs> she is, that being Stevie Turner, a sitcom laugh track. Oh, yeah. That's obviously her thing. Right, okay, we've got a bird person. We've got a mob boss. We've got a surfer. We've got a witch. <laughs> We've got a security guard. We've got a sitcom laugh track. Because after every single thing she did, Stevie Turner. <laughs> kick to the face. <laughs> kick to the face. That's all she did for like 10 friggin' minutes, it seemed like. <laughs> Her gimmick is a sitcom laugh track. And I swear to God, right, British wrestlers yeah. who come to the USA from NXT UK... Stop laughing after everything you do, Challenge Impossible. It's what, the moment you pointed this out, I couldn't unhear it. Isla Dawn. <laughs> Stevie Turner. <laughs> oh, God. This is absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. Tell you what else drove me insane. I've got a bit with the Roxanne Perez. Uh, not, not Roxanne Perez. Katana Chance backstage We're section. Just about to get right, to okay. it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, contempt for women that they feel for each other is scripted by a man. Kiana James is on the phone backstage. She's chatting to someone called Zach, and she says, yeah, love you too. In comes Fallon Henley. He goes, who's that? What are you doing? What are you doing? Kiana's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's nothing. Fallon's like, I knew you'd break Jensen's heart. Uh, and then the tag team champions walk up and are unbearable. Um, just arseholes. Like, yeah. meant to be the babyface champions. I get it that they're not fighting a heel team. But like, when were the last? They always talk like this. Yeah. They're, they are always scripted to say things like this. Like, effectively, they're saying, "You two can't get on. We're best friends. The title's going to stay with us." But they just came across awfully here. They uh, always do. And Fallon was basically like, uh, um, "Well, you and I, Kiana, will make sure we're focused on Saturday." But this conversation about you and this Zach guy isn't over. Zach's a brother. Yep, hundred yep. percent. Zach's a brother. So it's that old like rubbish riddle. The doctor. Was a woman. I was like, oh yeah, that's that's how it worked then. Yeah. But oh that, yeah. yeah. I can't operate on this boy. He's my, son. my son. Yeah. What? How can that be? Yeah, rubbish. So Zach's the brother. Yeah. My God. NXT writers stop treating women as if they just hate each other. Challenge impossible. Like the contempt that there was like so there was contempt between the two teams. There was contempt. Also, between two members of the same team, just, they hate each other. It's like Jerry Lawler is booking this creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which would make sense for about the last year and a half of some of the other stuff as well. Uh, <laughs> I'll just move on. Uh, Drew Gulak versus Charlie Dempsey. Um, which Andy Murray's told me on the internet is being rated as 10 out of 10. So, uh, good grappling and 
and uh, submission sequences. I saw it look like it hurt. Well done, lads. Yeah. Um, it didn't excite me in any way. No, God, no. William Regal's Regal son will never, ever do that in his entire life. Can already Can already tell. Gulak. You can just tell sometimes. I know. You know what I mean? Like, like I know. He's, I he's going to get very good. I'm never going to care when he makes it. Is he going to be... So if, if he's really good, could he become the... Absolute best. Not a chance in hell. I was going to swear then. No. Um, so anyway, he's got Gulak in a sort of cross-faced chicken wing, and poor Hank Walker's cheering on support for his mentor. I really want you to observe the technique here. I know you really want to observe it, but I don't really want to watch it. He's trying to cheer on his mentor, who realises there is a way to get out of this hold, and that's just run straight into my <laughs> protege with Dempsey on my back. So Dempsey goes, gets knocked all goofy, and Gulak schoolboys in for the one, two, three. I do quite like this Gulak character. Just Gulak and Hank Walker is a direction again. I will be interested in compared to Charlie Dempsey, the wrestler. Like it's Gulak, uh, like kind of was giving Charlie Dempsey the sweetheart eyes, isn't he? That's more what he's into than bloody idiot Hank Walker, the security guard. Uh, so that's. Like, that's how you make it sports entertaining, I suppose. But the match had an out. Nah, it's just boring grappling, wasn't it? Like, yep. It looked like it hurt. Uh, Von is furious backstage. Uh, You're getting like Timothy Thatcher and Brian Tennyson tonight, man. That's you know, the best just, possible you know what I mean? Yeah, this is something like I ordinarily don't like very much. Uh, Mr. Stone says it's not working. Von flips a bench and says, you think? And uh, you think? Great line here that I didn't pick up on the first time. This is why it's so good, important to watch NXT twice. Stone says, why have you got me managing you? I've managed you for over a year and I know nothing about you. He knows... <laughs> he, no, I tell that. I tell that. He, tell, he knows two things. Can you remember what he said the two things were? No. Okay. He said, all I know is I'm you. here to do two things. Kick ass and chew bubble gum. And I am all out of bubble gum. The store was closed, so I could not get no more. <laughs> I am allergic to mint. <laughs> uh, you know, two things about him. Number one, he's big. Number two, he can growl. That's what he said. I thought initially, you know, he just said he can goo. But no, I listened back and he said, you're big and you can growl. And not everyone knows that. If you can do nothing else, you can growl. Growl. So we've got, got bird person. Are we going to have a dog person? Is Von Wagner going to be dog person and start growling? Like Vince McMahon, he's sort of making people pit bulls, didn't he? Like Von AJ. Wagner does sound like a dog breed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what's that little chai? Von Wagner. <laughs> Those ones that carry little barrels on the neck when it's cold. Stone says, Von, show me who you are inside. He's just, he's all hard. Come on, Stone. Uh, help me help you. And he walks off and Von attempts to look conflicted. I love that we've got something NXT stupid for Von Wagner. Uh, there's going to be more of it. Great. Right, main event we, time. Uh, can we send, oh, thank God, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, can we send our preview next week around what it is that Von Wagner is going to show Yes, um, Mr. Stone? And Stax's big impact. Note to yeah. self. All right, there we go. Um, main event time. and <laughs> Michael Hamlet, you must be feeling pretty stupid right about now. <laughs> you said, Chase, you were going to split. They're absolutely fine, and they're fighting for the tag titles on Saturday. Yeah, happy for them, happy for you. Uh, yes, it was. Chase, you versus, uh, versus uh, Idris Nofe and Malik Blade to join the 
match to make it fatal four way for the New Day's NXT Tag Team titles. Um, Andre Chase is getting uh, dominated here, builds to a hot tag. Duke Bloody Hudson comes in, runs wild on the gig, um, gets a near fall, setting up for his finisher, but uh, Malik Blade does a blind tag, jumps in the ring, then jumps out of the ring, then Anofe comes in and hits a sort of macho man elbow off the top, which looked great. Um, Inofe and Blade hit their double team fireman's carry neckbreaker thing, uh, but everyone dives in to break up the pin. Um, Blade and Anofe flip dives to the floor. Um, Inofe goes up top and gets crotched, and it looks like um, Robbie Fowler and Mick Jagger, that's his name, <laughs> um, are trying to set up for their double team superplex on Inofe when uh, Chase makes a blind tag. There's a big Tower of Doom spot. And uh, Chase does his Chase U stomps. Ava Rain, who's the Rock's daughter, um, jumps up on the apron to cause a distraction. She gets pulled down by the brilliant Thea Hale. Um, and this all distracts everyone. Um, Mick Jagger, I think, missed a running drop kick in the corner. Chase tags in Duke Hudson. And they do a, a double team move. I think they called it the Fratliner, which is a great name. Yes. Um, and then Duke Bloody Hudson covers Mick Jagger. One, two, three. Oh, teachable moment! Teachable moment! And then there's a weird bit at the end where, like, Gallus are in the eagle's nest and pretty deadly um, come out on the walkway, and then New, New Day have just sent a video message saying, well done to you, Chase you for qualifying for the tag team title match. See you on Saturday. NXT's favourite thing. When you've got multi-person matches to position people in different bits of the building, it's, it's so pathetic. Her favorite thing, terrible. Uh, I yeah, I like this chase you thing not as much as you, but I do like it. Right, I was ecstatic with this finish. Genuinely, I love them. Is it other than the original teachable moment from Vic Joseph there? Original teachable moment, teachable moment. Thank you. Uh, Andre Chase loses all the time, right? Mm. Kind of undermines the entire premise of chase you, but yeah. he, lo- he loses. Like, as a guy that teaches about wrestling, he loses all the time. Other than now, with Duke Hudson helping him. Is it good or bad that when Duke Hudson inevitably turns on him? Because surely now all they've accidentally done has been like, hey, I'm the only reason that Chase U was any good. Well, he's not lying. <laughs> uh, so is that not like a potentially quite a big plot hole when this guy that has been pretty nasty, but from the inside yeah, trying yeah. to take over when he Child eventually God, does? He's got to split his time in running a university for 50% of the week. So Thea, uh, Thea Hill, I think, will play heartbroken very, very well. She's that kind of baby face. But it does, it strikes me as a touch plot hole here that if and when he turns... They teased it a little bit earlier on, didn't they? There was a bit I forgot to mention where like Chase bumped into Hudson on the apron. Yeah. Then took it longer than he should have to get back up there. Uh, And I'm like, get back up there, Duke. I'm I'm into it, obviously. Uh, Solid, I guess. Triple threat match that I'll never care about or remember for as long as I live. Starting from... About two minutes when I leave this podcast room. I shoot punch the air when they got the three. Jesus Christ. I mean, you're getting this as the last thing on the show just after you're getting the bloodline as the last thing on the show at the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Spider-Man name, innit? <laughs> anyway, let us know your thoughts on NXT. 
uh, on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at... Michael Hamlet. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including, of course, the AW Dynamite Preview, which is coming your way by EOD. Um, but for now, this has been the NXT Review. My thanks to the Dudley Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.